turn that voice off. Hey, man, hey, man. Come on, brother. Brother Rouse only come. I know God's put something in his heart and spirit here tonight. I want to preach to us. Let's give him a good Bendale walk on this pulpit tonight. Doing an awesome job, and we love and appreciate him. God bless him. Hallelujah. I wonder, would you give all the praise to the Lord tonight? Come on, how many knows he's worthy? Come on, I wonder, would somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, he is a wonderful, wonderful God. There's nobody like him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many has tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord that's in this house tonight. Amen. It just confirms, amen, the simple fact that you don't have to leave the same way that you came. Amen. I know you say, well, I, I hear that almost every service. Amen. But I wonder what would happen if you really reached out and grabbed a hold of it and made up your mind. I may have came in by one way and I'm going to leave another. I may have came in feeling bound, but I'm going to leave knowing that my problems have been cast. My problems have been thrown at the feet of Jesus, for he is able to do anything in my life. He's able to meet and supply every single need, amen, according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Judges chapter 8, amen, verse number 4. Judges chapter 8, verse number 4. Amen, amen. I know that God is on the move. Amen. We serve a God. He doesn't slumber. Amen. He doesn't sleep. Amen. And, and uh, could I be bold enough to say that there is nothing, not one single thing that catches God by surprise. Amen. There's things that happen in our lives that our mouths might fall open and we might wonder, where in the world did that come from? Amen. But that never happens to God. God is in control. He's not caught off guard by what's going on in your life, in your situation. Amen. But he is well aware. Amen. I said he is well aware. Amen. Judges chapter 8, verse number 4. Amen. I figured I'd give you a break tonight and only read one verse. Amen. In my opening. Amen. But Judges chapter 8, verse number 4. says, And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He... And the 300 men that were with him, faint, somebody say faint, yet pursuing them. It says, and Gideon came to Jordan and passed over he and the 300 men that were with him, faint, yet pursuing. Amen. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight, faint, yet pursuing. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across this house. Lord Jesus, we come before you right now. God, I pray, God, that you would move and work in the remainder of this service. God, I admit my dependence upon you. God, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, own opinions, and fill me with your holy anointing. God, there's somebody here tonight that needs a miracle. God, there's somebody here tonight that needs an answer. God, there's somebody here tonight that is depending on you. God, they're, they're reaching far deeper and far greater than me. God, I'm not able to do it, but God, I know that you are. God, Lord, I speak life in your mighty name over all those that are assembled here together tonight God I pray that your anointing would bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free God give somebody a garment of praise that's been bound down by the spirit of heaviness God Lord I pray God that you would move and work in this house tonight God that your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage let it lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people God Lord and if any good thing would happen in this house tonight Lord let it be said 
that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. Hallelujah. I wonder if somebody can hear the chains falling off tonight. I wonder, can somebody feel the chains being loosed in your mind and in your spirit? God, I thank you for what you're going to do. God, anoint our ears to hear, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, you're worthy, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn to somebody close to you. Tell them, faint yet pursuing. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Faint yet pursuing. Amen. The Lord... Uh, begin to deal with me on this thought last night. Amen. And I do uh, feel like it is the will of God. Amen. To go in this direction tonight. So if you would, just bear with me. Amen. Let's see what the Lord will do. Amen. How many wants the Lord to have his way tonight? Hallelujah. How many wants to see somebody staggering out through those back doors? Uh, amen. Having to have somebody to help them to make it back to their vehicle. Amen. And believe that God is able to revive and that God is able to renew and restore somebody here in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. The Word of God tells us that Gideon is in pursuit of the Midianites, the adversary, the enemy uh, that has gathered against Israel and tormented uh, Israel for seven long years, day after day, night after night. There is no peace. There is no rest. Uh, there's only chaos and confusion and turmoil. Uh, and finally, God decides I'm going to raise up a man to be a deliverer. I'm going to raise up this man named Gideon to bring victory for my people. And here, God begins to use this man Gideon. And he initially, he has 300 men that stick with him and stay close to him. And here we find that after they have already begun battle, yet they are still with Gideon fighting and continuing to press and to push the action these 300 men were a part of the original 32,000 that gathered together to fight. These 300 men were still there when 22,000 men went home because they were fearful and afraid, yet they stayed with the 10,000. And yet even further, as God said, take them down to the water. Let's have another test to see who's worthy to stay. And 9,700 more men go home and these are the 300 that were left. These are the 300 that were faithful. These were 300 that looked around when others were taking up their things and going home. When others were talking amongst themselves saying, well, if you go home, I think I'm going home too. I might stay if you'll stay, but if you're leaving, I think I'll leave with you. But yet these 300 made up their mind. There is a need. There is a cause greater than myself and I am not leaving my mind is made up my heart is fixed and no matter what happens you'll find me in the fight you'll find me in the battle if God's looking for a man here I am Lord use me if God's looking for a woman God here I am use me if God's looking for a people God here we are use us for your glory Hallelujah. These were the 300 that Gideon assembled. Give them a trumpet and a picture with a lamp down in the picture. And gave them a war cry. It said the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. These were the men 
that surrounded the army that outnumbered them many, many, many to one. This was the 300 that watched Gideon. And as Gideon said, whatever I do, that's what I want you to do. Whatever I, Whenever I blow my trumpet, you blow your trumpet. And whenever I break my pitcher, you break your pitcher. And when I shout, then you shout the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. These were the 300 men that were right there at the very beginning of the battle at the very beginning of the fight it was these 300 men that stood up against all odds and said if God said it I believe it if God has chosen me then I will go if God has put his hand upon my life then God here I am mold me, shape me turn me into a warrior turn me into a man or a woman of God that will stand flat and say I'm watching my leader and whatever he does that's what I'm going to do I'm listening for the voice I'm listening for the word of the Lord and whatever God says that's what I'm willing to do Hallelujah! it was these 300 that broke their pictures and blew their trumpets and shouted with a mighty war cry and as God began to make a way, and as God began to honor their faithfulness and their obedience, it wasn't that they were bringing the victory by themselves. But God said, I'm going to prove my might and my power. I can do it with many or I can do it with few. It doesn't matter how many I have as long as I have somebody that will listen and somebody that will muster up a faith on the inside of them that says, hey, here I am to stand and here I am to fight. Here I am with a made up mind that does not matter what comes or what goes. I've come to preach to somebody in the house of the Lord tonight. I come to preach to some elder saints of God. You've been in it since day one. You've been in it for a long time fighting and praying and travailing for the lost and dying world. You've been pushing your plate back for many years. You've been faithful to the kingdom of God. You've been faithful to your family. You've been faithful to the house of God. But can I tell you over time, life has a way of trying to wear us down and break us down and bring us to a place where we feel faint and we feel weary and we feel like what's the use and going on anymore and I preach to you tonight and tell you even when you feel faint just keep pressing on keep pursuing after the adversary and let him know I'm not giving up I'm not turning around I'm not giving in I've still got the hand of God on my life and I will pursue it was these 300 that as the Midianites turned to flee that inspired men of Naphtali and Asher and all of Manasseh to rise up and to chase after the Midianites. It was these these 300 that chose to make a stand that inspired others to come out of their caves 
and out of their dens and say, hey, God is moving and God is working. I will no longer hide. I will no longer be afraid. But if they can do it, so can I. If they can have victory in their lives, so will I. If they can be triumphant in battle, then so can I. Can I tell you that it only takes a few good men and a few good women to stand up to the enemy and let him know I am not for sale. Our community is not for sale. Our church is not for sale. My soul is not for sale. My children are not for sale. And I will stand in the gap. I will make up the hedge. And I will fight for deliverance. I will fight for my breakthrough. I will fight for victory. I will not give in when I feel faint. I will not throw in the towel. But I'm going to keep pressing. And I'm going to keep pursuing until I have victory in my life. These 300 stayed with Gideon as now they're no longer standing in the same place, but they're moving forward. They're saying we're not just happy with turning them around and pushing them out a little bit. We want to make sure that we pursue them until they are no more. We want to make sure that we pursue them until not an inch of ground has been lost. We want to make sure that we pursue the adversary until we can say we have taken back everything that the the devil, that the adversary has stolen from us. That word faint means weak or weary or exhausted. These men had been involved in the fight. These men had invested their time and their energy into fighting for the things of God and for what was right for their families and what was right for their nation. And now they found themselves in a place where they were exhausted. Oh, but I'm thankful to know that the Scripture does not stop there by saying that they were faint. I'm thankful that the Scripture does not follow up and saying that they fell by the wayside and they gave up. But the Scripture says they were faint, yet they pursued Can I preach to somebody encouraging you in the house of the Lord tonight? You might feel like giving up. You might feel like you need a break or you need a rest. But there ought to be something that rises up in you that says, I will not stop. I will not quit until I have everything that God said was mine. I will not fall down. I will not give up until I know, hey, I have conquered. I have devoured my adversary and put him under my feet. I might feel weary, but I'm moving forward. I might feel tired, but I'm moving forward. I might feel beat down, but I'm still praying. I might feel weary, but I'm still pushing. I'm still fighting for a move of God. Oh, somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You want to clap your hands. Hallelujah. I'm faint, but yet pursuing. That word pursuing means to run after. I love this part. Usually with hostile intent. To chase, to put to flight, 
to follow. I wonder, is there any veterans in the house of the Lord tonight? Are there any Holy Ghost veterans that say, I've been in this fight for a long time. And even when I feel weary, I know I can still take that devil head on. I know I can still chase him down and say, come back here. I'm not finished rebuking you. I'm not finished putting you back in your place. I haven't told you everything that I want to tell you. I want to let you know my children, they still belong to God. I want to let you know you can't have my peace. You can't have my joy. You can't have anything that God said was mine. I might be faint, but I'm still chasing after the adversary to let him know I'm not going anywhere. I may be weary. I may be tired. I may get exhausted, but I'm still pushing my way through. I've seen too many deliverances to give up now. I've seen too many breakthroughs to give up now. I've seen too many miracles to give up now. I've seen too many healings to give up now. I know I might look beat down, hey, but I'm still in the house of God. And there's something in me that says I'm chasing after the devil. I'm going to put him to flight. I'm going to let him know this is the house of God. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Shackles have to be loosed and chains have to fall in the mighty name of Jesus. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You might say, preacher, that, that sounds like it contradicts everything you're trying to say. Amen. But can I tell you what Paul was trying to say? Even when you feel like giving up, don't quit. Even when you feel like stopping, don't quit. Just look a little farther down the road. You might be fighting hell right now. You might be fighting all the different things, the bad weather all around you, all these different things in the spirit that's going on. But if you've planted the seed, do not be weary in well-doing. You might have to spend some lonely nights. You might have to fight some hot battles. Oh, but in the name of Jesus, you will reap if you do not give up. If if you do not faint, I might feel weary, but I'm not stopping yet. I might feel broken, but I'm not stopping yet. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep plowing. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pursuing after the things of God. I will not stop. I will not quit. I'm going to press. I'm going to push. The devil says, you might as well stop. You might as well give up. You might as well throw in the towel. But I know that if I just keep pressing on, if I keep pushing, if I refuse to give up one of these days, I'm going to reap the benefits of living for God. One of these days, I'm going to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, every seed I planted was not in vain. Every word I prayed was not in vain. Every day of fasting was not in vain. Every door I knocked on and told somebody about the goodness of God was not in vain. Every time I surveilled 
walked in the spirit was not in vain. Every time I ran the aisles was not in vain. Every time I worshiped until I broke through was not in vain. Every time I prayed until I prayed through it was not in vain because I'm going to reap. I'm going to have a harvest because God is faithful to perform that which he has promised. He is not slack concerning his promises but he performs. I will not give up but I will reap. I will receive of the goodness of the Lord. Matthew 11 and 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist unto now the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. Can I preach to somebody tonight and tell you we have got to, to be willing to fight. We have got to be willing to press on. We have got to be willing to make up our mind. Hey, this is not a game. This is not some type of entertainment that we're involved in. But we are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a fight for our souls. We are in a fight for this world. We're in a fight for those that are lost and undone. Dying without a savior. If you're dying without deliverance and there ought to be something in us that makes up our mind hey this is a violent thing and if I'm going to achieve anything in God then I'm going to have to take it by force if I'm going to have any victory in my life then I'm going to have to pick up the sword of the spirit and take up my shield of faith put on my helmet of salvation my breastplate of righteousness Lord up my lungs with truth put on the preparation of the gospel of peace on my feet and march out in the battle and say my mind's made up I'm going to take it back I'm going to take it in the name of Jesus my wife would make her way to the music come on I wonder would somebody clap your hands all across this house Come on, I wonder if somebody feels something stirring on the inside of them. It says, hey, I'm making up my mind. I'm not giving up. I'm going to pursue. It doesn't matter what I'm feeling like right now. I know that one day I'm going to reap of the benefits. I'm going to reap of the goodness of the Lord. If I just keep fighting, if I just keep pressing on. First Samuel chapter 30. Hallelujah. Verse number 1. says, And it came to pass when David and, the men and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south in Ziglag and, burnt, and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Can I tell you that what they were feeling was utter devastation. What they were feeling was utter loss and pain and grief. Within them, they were aching for what they had lost. They thought of their loved ones. They thought of their homes. They thought of their sons and their daughters, their wives 
lives and something within them broke. They were exhausted from the journey. They were exhausted from the trip and something within them just broke and snapped wide open and they began to weep and they began to cry until they had no more power to weep. Every ounce of strength was gone. Everything within them said this is the end of the line. This is how it all ends. This is what we get for trying to follow after the will of God. This is what we get for trying to follow after David, the man that we thought God had anointed to be king. Oh, this is what it's come to. Utter destruction and utter devastation. And I tell somebody tonight that the devil is a liar and he is the father of every lie. Can I also tell you that the devil is not a winner but he is a loser for it is written it is sealed it is forever settled he is bound and will be cast into the lake of fire and there he will forever there he will forever be tormented They look around. They see the ashes. They see streets where the little children used to play. You talking about being faint. You're talking about feeling exhausted. You're talking about feeling like just laying down somewhere and giving up. Or they even begin to talk about Stone and David and saying, hey, we got to do something. Hey, we feel awful. We feel terrible. Hey, we're going to take him. We're going to stone David. It's his fault. It's his problem. Can I tell you, it never ceases to amaze me that when things go wrong, it's easy to find somebody to blame. It's easy to find somebody to point a finger at but I wonder what would happen if you turned your eyes up toward heaven and said God I don't necessarily like what I'm feeling I don't necessarily feel like I belong here but here I am God moving my life what do you want me to do how do you want to move in my spirit Now, David, he knows. Man, he knows the odds are stacked up against him. But somewhere, somewhere beneath on the inside of him, beneath all the scars, beneath all the wounds, beneath all the tears that he no longer even has any strength to cry, he begins to inquire. First, he encourages himself in the Lord. First, I don't know if he was anything like me. Maybe he began to think about some of his past victories. Maybe begin to think about that time as he walked through the valley of Elah and he picked up those five smooth stones. I don't think he knew it was only going to take one, but I think he was saying, hey, 
one way or another we're going to bring him down if I got to reload and fire again that's what we're going to do but I'm going to make sure I got what it takes to take down that giant to take down Goliath and he made up his mind I can see him standing there the tears are dried on his face and there's no more tears flowing down maybe he's just kind of kind of sobbing and maybe he's just thinking hey I remember what it felt like when I stood over that giant and I picked up that sword and I brought it down and there was my total victory there was my victory in the valley I slew my adversary in the valley I overcame by the name of the Lord Pastor Boy maybe you thought about you come to me with a sword spear and a shield but I come to you in the name of the Lord maybe that triggered something in him and, and now he's encouraging himself and he says you know what I, I need to talk to the Lord I, I, I need in all of this I've forgotten to pray and all of this I've forgotten to fall on my face and say God what do you think I ought to do right now God what do you think how do you think I ought to respond right now how do you think I ought to act right now God what should I do God what do you want out of me right now and I tell somebody tonight that God is still your captain he's still your defender he's still your fighter he's still your champion and there's not a devil in hell that can conquer the king of kings and the lord of lords he says he says he encourages himself then he inquires God knows where he's at he says Lord Shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? What David is saying, he's saying, Lord, should I go on? Should I press on? Should I even try to pursue after this enemy? Or is it just a worthless cause? Is it just a no good cause? Is there no hope? But can I tell you the word of the Lord came back to him and said, let me tell you something, David. It's my will for you to go pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I come to tell somebody tonight, you might feel faint. You might feel weary. You might feel like I've soaked my pillow with tears. So many times I don't even have the strength to cry anymore but something ought to stir up within you that says hey what do you want me to do Lord and the Lord says you gotta get up and you gotta pursue after the enemy go after the enemy with force and tell him I'm not here to play games but I'm here to take it all back well let me hold on to your peace no God said it's mine let me hold on to your joy. No, God said that's mine. Let me hold on to your emotions. But God said that's mine. I'm getting everything. I might be faint, yet I'm pursuing. I've got my war clothes on and my mind's made Yet pursuing. Hallelujah. 
God said, this is your time. This is your moment of restoration. You've grown weary. You've grown frustrated. God said, he's given you back that peace that you were known for. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the devil has tried to attack and defile your testimony. But God said you still have power. In the name of Jesus, God said pursue in the spirit and take it all back. Don't let the devil have an ounce. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to shout under God. Come on, somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hey, God told me to get up. God told me to pursue my enemy and recover all. Recover everything that he took from me. Recover everything that he took from my family. Come on, God said, it's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I tell you tonight that our bodies, sometimes they grow weary. Sometimes we get exhausted in our emotions and in our mind. But Isaiah 40 and 28 tells us, hey, don't you understand that you serve a God? He does not grow faint and he does not get weary. But he is able to stand in the gap. He's able to defend. He's able to fight on your behalf in the mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God said those dreams. God said he's still going to use you. Those dreams that you thought were faded were gone. When the God would wake you up in the middle of the night, God said those are going to return. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Satan is afraid of your prayers. He's afraid when you crawl down beside your bed in the middle of the night and begin to pray. So he's tried to try to cause you to be afraid and, and tried to cause you to live in a place where you wouldn't have enough faith to do that. But God said he's breaking through every lie that the adversary has spoken against you. God said he's going to silence every rumor. In the mighty name of Jesus. God said he's giving you back everything. Everything. He's pouring a double portion of anointing upon you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on somebody. Come on somebody.
where you going, David? I'm getting back on my mule, and I'm headed after the adversary. Hey, let me come with you. I want victory. I want deliverance. I want my breakthrough. I want my anointing back, and I will not settle. I will not settle. I'm going to would you lift your eyes up toward heaven right now all across this house. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. God said, I have called you. I place my hand upon your life. The devil tried to attack. He's tried to confuse. He's tried to bait you in the wrong direction. But God said, I'm opening up your understanding. There's no trap that the adversary has laid out for you. God's going to reveal it. God's going to reveal it and give you wisdom and understanding of how to avoid the pitfall. God said he is placing angels around you to guard you and to protect you. In the name of Jesus. You ought to worship God right now. Come on, you ought to take your fighting clothes back out and say, hey, I'm not retired, but I'm still excited about what God is doing in my life. Come on, let's worship Him together. Come on, let's pursue the enemy. Tell him it's not over yet. God told me to get up. God told me to dry my eyes. God told me. God told me. God spoke to me. God said, this is my moment. This is my season. I'm not 